We are back you on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. No, I'm the Big Ugly. I feel like we've done this before. <laughs> a little deja vu. <laughs> a little deja vu. Two times. Two times today. Uh, but we, we were doing uh, something for another project here, Big Ugly, some one of your projects. And we're going to get you to put yourself over in this podcast, too, because we want people to know exactly what you do outside of this world, because we know you're all about the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man. But you do so many other things. Yeah, man. Talk I, about yeah. it, man. Well, I mean, really, it's, it has nothing to do with wrestling, but I do do uh, a lot of cinematography for... Uh, businesses and uh, I also do a lot of wedding cinematography so it's pretty fun you know uh, getting to you know talk to different businesses see what kind of videos we can put together to enhance their brand and everything and right now I'm just doing a little project for uh, a company that I work for in the marketing department um, that yeah it's just something fun just about myself so and <laughs> I love wrestling and movies. There you go. See, that's great. I mean, lots of lots of stuff coming into this Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We got two different worlds colliding right here, you and me. Um, you know, ebony and ivory, as they would say. Yes. Uh, dirty and ugly. I don't know which one is which. Millie but, and vanilla. Right. <laughs> we're, we're both. You know, we're all that. So, I appreciate you. This is the 61st time. 61. We have done this. Um, and we, we're going to keep going. I yeah. mean... We we doing this three years almost now. Yeah, three years. Three years yeah, and right now uh, it, it is April. No, it is not. It is February. February Good yeah. lord! It's February two thousand. It felt like April today. That's it why, did. Yeah. That's why it That's was why, sixty yeah. degrees, sixty one degrees. Yeah. Talk about sixty one. Yeah. Oh my lord! Okay, so it is February two thousand nineteen. We are on the road to WrestleMania. Literally, we're going to be on the road yep. to WrestleMania. You, me, uh, Mikey, Mike. And CM Funk, shout out to both of those guys. Yes. And shout out to Jam and Jason too. Uh, you know he's had some great family successes recently. Uh, you know kids getting into colleges, scholarships, all beautiful stuff. Good stuff. So man. I can't even complain about that for him not being here. So, nah. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Absolutely, and keeping two hundred five alive. Remember that uh, suite we had over the summer in the Orioles. Yeah. See, he was and, keeping two hundred five right, alive. Yeah. And the Orioles invited uh, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They should have done it a lot sooner though because they ended up in last place. Right. <laughs> Real bad. Um, so, uh, speaking of that, you know, the Orioles got a brand new team this year. That's good. We're, this this podcast, we're going to go off on tangents. That's you what know? we do. This is all about tangents. We're going to be shooting, with, basically, from the hip. Uh, we're going to have a special guest here in a few minutes. We're going to make an outbound call, actually, uh, on a recorded line. This is the recorded line. I'm living my life right now. I'm sorry. Um, so, we're going to tangents, but we were talking about the Orioles for a minute. Yes. Let's talk about this. Joe Flacco. Has signed a deal, not exactly yet, because it, you know, NFL and all that rules. Uh, but they have uh, Denver Broncos. Yeah, is where he's gonna go. Yeah, actually, and the funny thing is, we were just talking about what I do earlier, and mm-hmm. actually, like a couple months ago, um, before this was pretty much around the time Flacco got hurt, I was actually about to start working on a project where I was potentially going to be like doing all of the video work for Flacco wow. and everything. Yeah, so I was getting excited about that. But then once he got benched, I was like, that's that's about to be a dead end because oh. I knew he was going to be gone. But, yeah, so wow, that never panned out, but so close. But So yeah. close. Maybe you can do uh, Jackson. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> do something yeah. for Jackson. That's going to be so an interesting. not trash talk him right now. So. No, no, no. <laughs> nah, you know, there, there's plenty of people yeah. doing that. Right. Um, but, yeah. you know, the, the Ravens are building some stuff, you know, going to build around a new type of offense right now. They just better be able to do something a little different because uh, we had our number uh, for, well, I guess it was Los Angeles, the Rams. They had our number. 
Oh yeah, without a doubt. I, I think that the uh, well, just going back to Joe Flacco real, th- yeah, yeah. real quick. I, Flacco contributed. I know at the end of his tenure here with Baltimore, he wasn't as stellar, but I mean, the the guy brought us a ring. Yeah, you know. So um, I think that overall, I think that Joe's time in Baltimore was a success. Absolutely, especially those early years. We went to the playoffs consistently and everything. Yeah. So I think he still has stuff left in the tank. I'm thinking a change of scenery. We're probably going to see. A revival of Joe Flacco. Yeah. In Denver. Different town, different manager, different coaches, different offensive coordinators. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be – and now he still ain't going to be able to scramble out of the pocket. Oh, no. Because he's Joe no. Flacco. Yeah, no. But uh, they're going to build an offensive line around him specifically to give him enough time to throw the ball, and he can, you know, throw it dead on a dime. So Right. Now, talking about this new offense, what do you think about – the offense that Lamar Jackson is going to bring because I feel like when we're hearing the Ravens talk about building a new offense and all of this, we pretty much know what that means, which is give Lamar Jackson a ball and let him run, yeah, and try and block for him, right? How do you feel about that kind of offense? I think they're gonna they're gonna have more time now in the off season to mix it up. So they had two two different ways that they could give Lamar Jackson a run the ball 100, 100 yards a game. That's pretty much what he did coming off the bench. Uh, for the most part, but he can throw, and he's coachable. So I think in the off season they're going to create all kinds of different strategies, including Lamar Jackson running the ball. And I think every downs, every series of downs, you could see him run the ball at least once. Right. Whether it be to gain a couple yards or to, for him to try to break out and do one of them fancy juke moves and get all the way down the field. Right. So I think it's an exciting opportunity. Now, if they just do cut and dry, Lamar, 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 somebody going to pick up on that real quick, we ain't going to go 8-8. Eight eight. But I have a feeling. And they're, they're making some other moves in the offseason, too. They're going to build up that offensive line to protect Lamar, but they're also going to build up the defense as good as it was this year. They're going to keep building that up and to make sure that we don't have to put 30 or 40 points on the board, that we only need to put – Couple points with Tucker, a couple points with Jackson, whether he's throwing the ball, carrying the ball. This is just my feeling. We are a long way away. I'm still excited about the XFL, but that's in 2020. Funny enough, I forgot about that, man. <laughs> Didn't you? I was thinking because we had the Super Bowl and the New England Patriots, F the Patriots, I'm sorry. Anyway, but they won. And then I was like, man, let's, next year at this time, we're going to be watching the XFL. Yeah. They're going to kick off two weeks after the Super Bowl. Right. Do you think that with the XFL kicking off, do you do you feel like they're coming in too late? And the reason I say this is because when I think about Vince McMahon's pitch for the XFL, the second go around, you know, one of the things he was kind of banking on was this fact that a lot of the audience of the NFL had become kind of fed up with the NFL and with what was going on with the protests and everything. Sure. But now we're kind of on the back end of that. You know, people are kind of getting back into NFL. You're not really dealing with the protesting and, and everything. But I'm guessing by this season coming up, this stuff is going to be pretty much behind everybody. Do you think that the XFL cashing in too late in 2020? By that time, everybody's like, I'm, I forgive the NFL. What is this? I see what you're saying. I think it would make more of an impact how you're talking about it if they were competing against each other. But they're not. It, and Vince is not going to ever try to compete with the NFL, but he's going to try to fill that void when there's a, when there's an off season. So in between February and June or July or whatever it is when that championship is, before you know, long before NFL preseason, just kind of fit it in there. I believe that what you're saying 
fueled his reason to announce it when he did. Right. But look at this year coming up. I think, you know, starting after WrestleMania in April, I think we're going to see a lot more XFL marketing on a lot of different channels, a lot of different social media mediums. So I think first year is going to tell a lot. 2020 is going to tell a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, the thing about the XFL, I I feel like I'm down for when it. When it came on first time, this was so long ago, I don't remember. Did it compete with the NFL or was no. it summertime, right? No. Yeah, it was more spring, summer. Spring, summer, right. Yep. Because the big thing is like, it, it's, it's, it's not even really about competing with the NFL. It's just that like, you think about these NFL teams. They have owned this Sunday. You know, I think they said it on that concussion movie, right? They own the day of the week, right? Yeah. Which is Sunday. Right. But when you think about growing up, like, people grow up attached to these teams, you know, and, and feeling like a belonging. But what you're trying to do with something like the XFL is you're trying to create something, insert it into people's lives, and then give you teams that they want you to attach to. But the question is, is it possible to do? And what's going to be different? That's the thing. What's going to be different this second time around? You know, I, I'm excited to get that question answered yeah. because I thought, at first, when I thought of XFL, I'm thinking people are going to be body slamming out each other out on the field. They're going to be shooting on each other. Uh, you it's know, like a like NFL blitz, the old right. video game. Right? I remember that. Absolutely. So, no, I think it's going to be... I mean, they're going to have some different rules. It's going to be, uh, you know, more focused on the gameplay as, a, as opposed to the penalties. Uh, but it's going to be focused on safety as opposed to, you know, not, not safety. Uh, there's just a lot of things out there on the Internet right now. I think it's going to be different because it's going to be presented in a different way. Um, it's going to have a lot of similarities to the NFL games that we see all the time, every time. But if you if he was going to put up the same NFL games we see all the time, every time, nobody would care. Sure. So I think he's going to have uh, Vince is going to have enough of a creative team. He's going to keep his face out of it, stay behind the scenes uh, in Gorilla like he usually is on SmackDown and and, and in the Raw and the pay per views. And he's going to be creating something for us to be interested in watching. It's going to be a storytelling, just like professional right. wrestling. They're going to so tell a story. I feel like I listen. I feel like if this is going to be done right, I think that they have to stay away from. Putting, trying to insert too much WWE ish stuff in there. Like, that was the like, mistake the first that time. That was a mistake the first time. Make it football. If you're going to get announcers, get real football announcers. Right. Real, not JR. Right, right. People that actually know football. Yes. You know, get real people down there on the field. Make it a foot. Make it about football right. and not about this is attached to WWE. Exactly. You know, and I think that. He said that in success. his first marketing pitch. He did? Okay. Yes, yeah. he did. All right. He said, you know, I, I am the uh, you know CEO and, you know, of the WWE, COO, whatever, but this is going to be completely separate, a completely separate entity, you know? Yeah. And, you know, he's got other ventures other than WWE, but this that's going to be just right. completely. Listen, I'm excited. I'm excited, for, I'm excited because, yeah. I mean, just as you said, there is definitely a void from yeah. when football ends to when football begins, you know. I'm a baseball fan, but I ain't trying to watch baseball for nine months. Right, exactly. I want to see football. You want to see, exactly. So, I, I'm excited. I can get behind the team, you know. Um, how, they say, how many teams is going to be this time? Right? Eight to start. Eight to start, okay. Yep. All right. And then, I guess, based upon the success yeah. of the first year, maybe they expand. Right. Listen, it's a market for it. Look at what uh, Ice Cube did with uh, the big three with basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he kind of brought this different element of almost like a street ballish kind of thing. You've mm -hmm. got a lot of... You got a lot of older guys that are, that are retired from the NBA coming and playing in this league, but it has a market. Right. It'll never compete with the NBA. No. But it has a market and it's going strong for I think maybe like two years now. Yeah. So th listen, if the XFL can do it right, they've got a market. 
And I'm telling you, they will fill a void. Um, so I'm excited. I'm with it. We're going to watch it. Yeah. We're going to do a live podcast watching an XFL game sometime in 2020. I'm with it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, thank you to everybody who uh, has so many people, so many have checked into our Royal Rumble live podcast. It's going strong every day. It's only been up for a couple of weeks after the Royal Rumble. And, man, it is going strong on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and MySpace. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. I can't help it. It's there. But it's going strong. So thank you to all of our listeners, everybody who's checked us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Because that was so much fun. And uh, we talked about it right before we logged on to this podcast, Big Ugly. Yeah. It was fun to do. Uh, everybody had a good time here. You know, shout out to CM Funk and Mikey Mikey who were here. I know, of course, Jam and Jason we talked about. Um, you know, and uh, Jason Tucker was here. You know, uh, Justin Tucker's... Uh, Brother from another mother. <laughs> I was like, yes, 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 like, so it was fun, man. And and log in and listen to that because it sometimes is even better and different than watching the Rumble itself. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we had such a good time watching Rumble. We Rumble did. was great. And we stayed up all night long. Yeah. We stayed that up for a long while. Show. Oh my yes. goodness. So it was great. But uh, Road to WrestleMania officially has started. Uh, I'm glad to see at Raw and SmackDown they've actually got the physical WrestleMania sign as opposed to the picture on the yeah. LED board, which but was we kinda, were very disappointed about that. I, was like, I was really blown about that. I had no clue. And then when Becky won the Rumble and she pointed up at the screen, I'm like, okay, I get that she's pointing at the screen, but why? Yeah. It's a screen. Yeah. I, nah, man, I want the real sign. And there was no pyro. No. No pyro for anybody. Yeah. It was a baseball stadium. Why not? Why not? Oh, my God. The Royal Rumble, it is literally the second biggest wrestling pay-per-view besides that's WrestleMania. That's why there was 45,000 people Exactly. In there. And that's why you need pyro. Right. But maybe they're saving their entire pyro budget for the overseas shows like Saudi Arabia and Australia and all that. Sure. Because, uh, but WrestleMania. They're going to have right. pyro they're going WrestleMania. Have pyro. It's, you know what's so funny that I'm even talking about pyro? Because I feel like it, back in the uh, the uh, uh, Attitude Era, yeah. when it like first began and became really prominent, right. it's like I didn't care. It's like I took it for granted. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like once they took it away and I would see certain people's interests, like Brock Lesnar, you know how he does the, he like snaps his arms back. And it's yeah. like when Where's he does this without the pyro, it's like... It just takes it away. It's right. like, oh. Where's the explosion? One day when he does that and he does, you know, dancing at the top of the ramp and everything like that, one day where it's going to happen. It might be WrestleMania. Right, yeah. And we'll be there. Yeah. We'll feel it. Hey, we're going to talk about a lot on this podcast. We're going to talk about Elimination Chamber, Becky Lynch, AEW. That's some new stuff coming out. We're going to talk about that. Um, Pedro Morales, rest in peace. I mean, that's a WWE Hall of Famer. That's that's uh, pretty sad, you know. Um, oh, I want to throw this out there. Um, John Williford uh, was a friend of mine. Worked at GameStop. You know, wrestling fan. He followed our podcast religiously. Uh, you know, he has unfortunately uh, passed away. And um, oh wow, yeah. I, and I think he, he made a lot of comments on. He did. Comments. Wow. He, well, every time we would post something, he would make comments and and, and put in long descriptive details. Okay. Um, he was a really nice guy, very much into wrestling. Uh, so I definitely wanted to shout out to him and to any of his family or friends that is listening to this. Um, we appreciate you. You know, John Williford. We called him Crash uh, back in the backyard wrestling days. Uh, I think it came from Crash Bandicoot, but uh, remember that? That was good stuff. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, it's classic. Yeah. yeah, very classic. So, you know, shout out to him. But uh, we're going to be celebrating life on this podcast, Big yeah, Ugly. Yeah. And speaking of celebrating life, I want to make an outbound call right now. I got a surprise for you, Big Ugly. 
So we're gonna do this. I'm excited. You you excited? Is this Victoria? Um. Well, I know you interviewed her on your last. I podcast. did. Did you tell her about me, man? <laughs> I, I tried uh, an MCW Pro Wrestling podcast and check out MCWProWrestling.com on uh, and also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all over the place. Um. You and, and I think we're gonna talk about that in this phone call right here because that was fun. And I've been doing some other stuff here on the side too, Big Ugly. So we both doing some stuff. So we want we gonna do this right now. I'm gonna make a phone call, and uh, tell me if you can hear that through the headphones. Make sure we can hear that. Hello, Deacon Storm. Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on, Deacon Storm? Hey, hey, long time no here, right? Yeah, man, you're doing your thing out there at MCW. Hey, look. I, I'm doing my thing. Uh, things are popping off in a way that I don't think I could have predicted about two years ago. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, good stuff. I appreciate the call. Yeah, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. Um, and uh, you know, you've uh, actually added me into you know some of your dealings outside in the world. And I, I appreciate you bringing me on on that. Well, you know, it, it, it wasn't you know like it was 100% my decision. It was more of a more of a suggestion I made and it, you know we, we, we played with it and the format worked and uh, I think it was uh, I think it was good so it, everything everything seems to be going well I was trying to give you props for actually being a friend of mine and you know trying to <laughs> and you're like no nah, it wasn't really my decision there's one thing you know Mikey uh, I'm not the kind of guy that takes credit for something that I didn't do no you, you sure don't no, um, so. but you do take a lot of credit for the things that you do um, oh yeah absolutely <laughs> Podcast is rearing towards episode seven, so there's that, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, yeah, man, I think so too, and that's going to be in Joppa, Maryland, on uh, February the 23rd, I believe, at the MCW. Yeah, yeah that that will be next Saturday. Yes, oh absolutely. yeah, but ne- it will be filmed. It will be filmed next Saturday. Right, and it'll uh, go up yeah. maybe a week later. Yeah, you know, something like that. Uh, it might be sooner, depending on uh, how things go. But I'm I'm, I'm really liking it. Uh, have you guys? Not you, Mikey. But have you been able to? Uh, have you dirty? Have you been able to watch it at all? I have not been able to. I've seen some of the clips that you put on Facebook and, okay. and watch some of that, but I have not been able to listen to any of the full podcasts. But don't don't feel bad about that or hate me because I haven't listened to any podcast. Like like <laughs> uh, Dirty Mike knows I used to listen to like Bruce Pritchard and all of that. I've listened to like zero podcasts lately. It's been pretty bad. Well, I mean, I want to say that I already hate. So I don't need to that. It's just kind of, that's already, we're already there. Uh, so, but no, you're, you're definitely missing out. And I will say this, when it comes to it, like listening to it is all good and everything. You'll be able to hear us talking and everything, but where the real joy is watching it, <laughs> watching the uh, MCW podcast, because it's taken on a little bit of a life of its own. Um, well, this I will take credit for, that's due to me, but it's, it's, uh, it's the, the format has been pushing towards a, uh, um, more of a let's see what's what, what, what's the way I want to put it. It's it's more of a uh, of a of a television show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like, yes. Like there, you do have the ability because we're recapping uh, the MCW programming. We're recapping it. You know, you have the ability to listen to it. But at the same time, if you're not watching, you know, it's kind of like yeah. So I mean, the format is 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 going forward. It's evolving. Is what I what I'm really trying to say. It's evolving. So you don't want to miss out on that. 
All right, man. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it. On, I mean, I'm YouTubing most of the time anyway, so that's what I I need to watch. Yeah, or you just run over to race, uh, MCWRaceTV.com because those episodes are now, as of now, uh, watchable episodes are going live. Yeah, man, I'm going live and, and, and it's, it's free content. You don't have to pay for it. That's right. Yeah. Going live in so many places like Manchester, Maryland, Joppa, Maryland. Uh, you know, we got one coming up again in Hollywood, Maryland, on March the 9th. Um, it's 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 going to be great. It's been a lot of fun. And, and I do appreciate uh, wh- however I got involved again, getting back into to MCW. I appreciate it. Yeah. Sorry. You right over there? Yeah. Okay. Don't be getting sick on me or anything like that. Don't no, be I'm not getting sick. I'm coming down on any d- diseases or anything like that. I started this new diet. The uh, diet? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, me, I, I always like to be active and uh, do things, you know, the right way. So I try to keep myself in shape and everything. And I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to do things the right way. As a matter of fact, Mikey, I'm sending you a picture of what I'm doing right now. Oh, boy. Oh, wait a minute. Is this like PG-13? I'm just trying to get myself It's a good thing we don't film this. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You, you, you on this podcast, you know, with Brian S. Gamble behind the storm and uh, all this other stuff, we've had some pretty uh, NC-17 moments. Yeah, just let me know when you get that picture. I, I got yeah. the picture. All right, okay. so I'm going to open okay. this up. So. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, there it is. That says, uh, let's see, what are you, um, oh is my. He, um, he's dropping the dude. You know, I think he might be deucing it right now. <laughs> he might be losing some weight right now. Yeah, you know, like I said, these, these uh, supplements, man, they just kind of <laughs> kick you in the gut a little bit. You know, probiotics, they, like, they give you the healthy gut. Is he talking about double, you know, upper decker in it when he was here on the last <laughs> podcast with this? Yeah. And. Yeah, and did you see the look on his face? He seemed so satisfied. <laughs> yeah, I was actually in the middle of I was speaking when I took the picture. Oh, God. Hey, you want to, um, what I'll do is next, I will definitely send you the picture of the results of that. <laughs> God, no. Every good, every good story needs a sequel. You know this, is, <laughs> this is dirty and it's ugly to its max. Let me tell you what. Oh, you know, Oh my God! I knew it. See, I told you we were gonna get something live when we talked to Deacon Storm. I told you, uh, you know, and because this is this is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Hey, man! Speaking of which, um, your your podcast that you have been a part of still getting downloaded to this day, still some of the highest downloads on Dirty Ugly Wrestling content. That's actually quite the honor. <laughs> I, I hope so because. Yeah, we had a we've, we've had a good time, you know, doing uh, Storm Cruise, uh, you know, Storm Cruise 2020 and all this other good stuff. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been a long it's been a long road, but it's been a good run. So, uh, yeah, been, you can, know what? I'll say this: since since Storm Cruise 2020 was brought up, uh, the election is coming, and you know, people are throwing their hats in the ring, and <laughs> I can't. I, I I might have a major announcement. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Right now? I'm pretty, I'm pretty bitter about the 2016 election, so. Oh, sure are you we, are. Are we going to get the exclusive? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't know. Somebody, you know, it's going to go to the highest bidder. Right now, nobody's paying for it. So, yeah. So, let's see. Let's so, see what happens, but you never know, because uh, me and my boy, my bro, I love him. I still love him. Me too, if man. This thing, if this thing pans out the way I'm hoping, you might see uh, Storm Cruise 2020. Back on the uh, campaign trail. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, excited about that. But I'm not going to say anything until the announcement. I just like to speculate. Are you bro enough? 
Are you pro enough? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> are you pro enough? Are you pro enough? Cool. Hey, I want to throw out while while you're on the line here. This is a relevant topic. I want to throw out a uh, shout out to the new uh, EWA heavyweight champion Jesse O'Ryan. I know you like. Uh, I know you like this kid. I know you I'm love a this big kid. Fan of Jesse. Yep. And uh, he actually did it, uh, took on and defeated the weight of the world, Corey Bush, inside the steel cage at Rage in the Cage uh, 2019. So, uh, Jesse Orion, I know he's been part of NSA. I wanted to bring this up to uh, Spark 4 Productions. That is correct. So, Spark 4 Productions, I'm sure people have seen the graphic. If you watch uh, Reach TV or you know, anything about programming like the MCW podcast, that, that is most certainly my startup production company, Spark 4 Productions. That's right, and there's a lot of content on there. You know, you can check all that out, and uh, you know, check out Brian. Uh, he, he's all over the place, and Spark Four is all doing all kinds of stuff. So yeah, and as a matter of fact, since you know you brought it up, I do want to say that there will be some additional non-wrestling related content uh, on Spark Four Productions YouTube page coming very soon. So, non-wrestling uh, related. Yes, non-wrestling related. So I'm an entertainer, Mikey. Yes, I do what I do. You know, you are so. Just keep your eyes peeled. I'll definitely be making, uh, you know, announcements, posts, and shit like that. So. <laughs> oh, 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 no, you know that, that's all right. You have definitely taken the uh, the banners of the the creative wording, especially with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast, and pushed the limits every time. So I ain't worried about it. I do what I can. Oh, but by the way, for the kids listening, uh, the MCW podcast is TVPG, so you don't have to worry about parents being upset about our rating there. You know, we keep I. It PG. This is true. I was going to say, when we've worked together, whether it be on, on the podcast, in the uh, MCW studio, or out and about in the world, you have been relatively tame when it comes to the language. However... Let me, let me tell you why. However... Uh, go ahead. Um, there, there was a difference before uh, I was the boss man. I am not the boss anymore. <laughs> so, right. I, uh, I, I do what I got to do. Uh, and you know, to keep those paychecks rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I need to see a little bit of that. A little bit of kickback from Mikey D here. Come on. So now. let me just ask. I, I, got, I got both of you guys here who host the MCW podcast. What has been your favorite episode thus far that you guys have done? Hmm. I really enjoyed the last one, episode oh. six. It's, it's weird to say that they continue to get better. It's like, because we're, we're in what I would like to call the first season, and I think we will. I think I will make it. Uh, seasons, you know. So I, I think, but right now we're in the middle of the first season. And uh, as most people know, if you've ever paid attention to the to the calendar, when it comes to professional wrestling, especially on the independent level, and especially in the state, uh, most most of these places take a break during the summer because you know um, a lot of fans are away, they're on vacation, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm thinking, uh, if if I may. Make this make this pitch that our season finale will be right before the summer, and it will probably happen uh, at the MCW biggest event of the year, which would be the Shane Shamrock Cup. So that will be the MCW podcast season finale. So just keep your eye out for that. Yes, big announcement. You got that one, Mikey. Okay. Yeah. One, <laughs> the season finale of the MCW podcast will be at the Shamrock Cup. That's so, awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm ready so for that. Go. And I, I agree with you, actually, uh, Storm, that uh, the last one, uh, they've been getting better and better. They've been all fun for different reasons, and they've all been successful for different reasons. But uh, the, the last one, yeah. Um, I think, you know, we've, we've really got a rhythm now. 
and uh-huh. the, the, the timing is good, and we're, we're so well working off each other. And shout out to Tara, too, our other host, you know. Uh, she yeah, absolutely. definitely keeps us in line. Um, yeah, I was not, not going to leave this this uh, this little phone thing without at least mentioning Tara. Yeah, she does need to keep us in, my, uh, in line because if anyone's ever listened to us on your podcast, uh, it's, it's kind of hard. <laughs> and, the funny, and the funny thing is, on the, uh, on the 23rd, Tara will not be present. So Uh-oh. it's going to be you and me, Mikey. Oh, boy. It's going to be a little dicey. Uh, I'm going to have to keep you from, uh, you know, uh, robbing the concession stand and, uh, you know, uh, keeping hey, look, Whatever I do in the show, intro stays in the show. <laughs> and, Got- and I have, uh, I still have that box of, of Skittles. I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's great. So, yeah, we're going to have a good time, though, in uh, Joppa, Maryland on February 23rd, another live edition. So, yeah, Big Ugly, they, they keep getting better and better. Um, so you got to check yeah. it out, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, at least I, I would say up. at least when we when we found our niche, and I'll say this from a production standpoint, we found our niche with the first live version of it. So I would, you know, that would be episode five, yep. which was the first live version, and that was when the format that I was looking to push towards started to rear its uh, beautiful head. So I would say, you know, if you wanted to watch your first one, start there. But I mean, all of them are good. We we all we all talk about what we need to talk about. We get the pro- the product over the company over, and we speak about it. And, and you know it, it seems to work. People are really enjoying it. And the last episode we interviewed, and this was the big one. We not only had a, a guest shot by Bookie Man in the cold open of the uh, episode, but we also had um, Lisa Marie Veron, who you know better know as Victoria, and Melina both sit down with us uh, on the, like a few minutes before their first ever match. Now, I don't know if you knew this, Big Ugly, but Melina and Victoria, up until a couple weeks ago, had never wrestled each other. I did not know that. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, they had never wrestled each other. And if you want to find out why, watch the episode, episode <laughs> 6 of the ECW podcast, because we talked to them about it. You so, are uh, you are such a salesman. You and yeah. I get along so well. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, I, I am a pitch man. I am a producer. That's what I do. That is what you do. I get, I get the viewers over there. So if you need to look for it, you can either go to mcwracd.com, which actually I don't think the six episodes up there yet. So head over to the MCW Pro Wrestling YouTube. You will find it in the playlist, episode six of the MCW Pro Wrestling Podcast. And, and, of course, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and MCWProWrestling.com. I had to get that in because that's my line. <laughs> yes. So, when, also, when it comes to that, too, when it comes to Twitter, you can follow me. Deacon Storm, at, unfortunately, it still says at Desert Storm Pro. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'll find Deacon Storm there. Uh, if you follow me there, that's where you can get all your exclusive updates about the podcast because since I am the main executive producer, uh, I don't want to say executive, that might be, I think my boss is the executive one. I'm just a regular <laughs> producer. But, uh, but you'll find me, I'm the one that's sharing the clips, I'm the one that's giving you the updates, sharing pictures and, and you know, everything else. Uh, you, you can see me uh, cuddling up a little bit to Victoria and Melina on uh, my Twitter. So, uh, just, you know, just saying it. I'm a fan. You, I, you are a fan. Yeah. I'm and a fan. That, that was fun. And we also get some, uh, you know, interruptions from some MCW superstars, the Hellcats, um, yeah, you know, kind of came and in. And thick Vic. Yeah. <laughs> have a feeling we're going to see more of him. Well, I, I think, I think we will. I, I just, I'm just not sure how yet. That's going to be up to him. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll but, just wander in on a segment of the podcast and then just come in and you know what you never know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, because who the hell walks in front of a camera? <laughs> Which, by the way, you can see on the uh, in the commercial for that six episode and on the six episode. So watch it. Yeah, it's man. Uh, very entertaining. That's very great. 
Well, listen, man, uh, I appreciate your time. Me and the Big Ugly sitting here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, still going strong. We're actually going to expand this thing uh, a little bit further, so you might be hearing from the Big Ugly to talk about possible strategies for us to expand where we're going because the MCW Podcast is doing such great things. So, Big uh-huh. Ugly, what do you got for uh, the Deacon before we uh, part ways here today? Oh, man, I just want to thank the Deacon for stopping through, and even though you hate me, I still love you, Deacon. <laughs> He shows on the MCW podcast that he has a strong disliking for me. We started getting along in yeah. episode one or two, but now when he got up to episode six, yeah, you know, Deacon Storm is definitely taking on a life of his own, and I'm just trying to, you know, keep up with him. I like how he says that when in reality I just kind of treat him like I do in real life in front of the camera. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty true. That's pretty much it. It's pretty true. Once in a while, he'll pull me aside and be like, hey, Mikey, check this out. And it's like this really good picture of all of us sitting with Marlena and Victoria, and he's really proud of it. He's like, yeah, we did that. It's like, all right, right, now get in my face. (laughs) Yeah. Go over there. Damn it. We're friends, I think. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, um, but yeah, we appreciate you. And uh, let me ask one more question before we go from the deacon. Uh, I know, I know the story behind Desert Storm. I know all that from you. So, what inspired you to change over to the Deacon? Because the only Deacon that I remember was, uh, you know, the Deacon that came in on the WWE and uh, you know came out with a with a money basket and had something to do with religion. So, tell me, tell me where the Deacon Storm comes in. Well, it's funny that you said that because I found God. <laughs> that's what, um, no, that's that's not why. I. Um, I I always liked the name Deacon, and I and what originally, and I guess we can go back to to uh, the good old EWA here or Parkville, as I like to call it now. <laughs> we go back to Parkville, and um, basically, what was supposed to happen? I thought I explained this on the behind the story, but maybe I didn't. Um, what was supposed to happen was that I was going to um, turn on Apollo, right? Uh, and this all had a big had to do with a big storyline with Jesse. Uh, I was going to turn on Apollo, and uh, I was going to find God after losing the election. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just basically lost my my mind. So I was going to turn to God, and of course I was going to be doing all that stuff, money baskets, everything. Uh, but it just never happened. Oh, yeah. man. But, but I kept, but when I knew that I needed to change, like, I didn't want to be called as a storm for the rest of my career. And I figured Deacon. And I mean, Deacon's a pretty strong name. So there's a, if you know, there's a, there's a pretty uh, famous football player, Deacon Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Deacon's a pretty good name. And there was someone else who gave me, uh, gave me the, um, the inspiration to change it to that. Who said, go for it and do it. And that would be uh, Sexy Steve from the Hellcats. So, um, yeah, he was like, man, do that, do that. And I was like, okay. So I did it. And All right. Here I am, as as the Deacon. Here you are. Yeah, yeah. I think you uh, you started to go into that on the behind the storm, um, but I think that we didn't go into detail. But I appreciate that because you know, especially after on episode six of the MCW podcast, I had a little bit of a flub. Uh, oh, yeah, I almost punched you in the mouth. Well, yeah, you I, said you were going to punch me on the mouth after after we got off the air. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I'm still waiting for that. Oh man, it's coming. Uh, or maybe it'll be on actually, air on episode actually, seven. Who knows? Something way better that's coming which will be in the cold open of one of the future episodes. So uh, keep that in mind. I've already been researching my uh, oh boy. Uh, what I'm going to do, Mikey, and oh. you're going you're gonna to love it. 
I, I'm going to love it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I love those cold opens, and I love those, uh, you know, uh, behind-the-scenes kind of stuff when uh, you and Rosaria, got a shout-out to Rosaria as well. Uh, you know, Absolutely. she called you an idiot sandwich or something like that, putting up two pieces of bread. Yeah, that, that, that was unfortunate. Yeah, uh, and that <laughs> bread was, not, was good. That was the reaction I wanted from Rosaria. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, bre- that bread was good. She actually gave me that loaf of bread, and I enjoyed the... Oh, you saw me take a bite out of it, uh, which... Once again, Big Ugly, watch uh, the fifth episode. <laughs> the fifth episode. I think you'll like that. Uh, the bread, I love that Italian bread. It's so good. Yeah, it is so real good bread. bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, All right, man. All right, so, so am I done here now? Yeah, well, you're you're done. I mean, we could talk forever. We, you know, we we just have that kind of chemistry. But uh, right, I, yeah, no, I totally get that. It's just that um, I I have to wipe. <laughs> you need both hands for that, apparently. At least no, one. Oh, hell yeah, you gotta pull the one cheek apart. Oh my so God. you can make sure you're getting all the crap. No, oh. this is what's turning into. Because you kept me on the phone too long, Mike. <laughs> this is dirty. This is what happens. And it's ugly. Hey, man, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I will see you next week in Joppa, Maryland. You should totally put that picture up on your description of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should. We should. <laughs> we, just, we might have to tighten yeah. up a little bit on the picture. <laughs> Good night, fellas. Good night. See you, man. Bye. <laughs> oh my god! And as stuff, I turn man. off my phone, there's that yeah, picture. <laughs> Look at his face. I'm just. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. We'll have to put that up somewhere. That was pretty cool, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for having the Deacon on. I'm actually watching a little bit of the uh, episode five right now. On so the this MCW is the, podcast. Uh, this is the cold uh, opening that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's right? the cold yeah. open. I think that might be episode six, actually. This is five. Oh, that's five. This is five. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's when, uh, you know, they were talking behind the stage. It was Rosaria and uh, Deacon Storm. And they were talking, yeah, whatever, whatever. And, of course, uh, Deacon Storm brought up something about Rosaria in one of the last episodes. So, you, as you're going to see here in just a couple of seconds, uh, Rosaria's going to pull out some bread and uh, she's going to do something with it. Okay. So, all right. it, so we get all I'm these. I'm going to continue that. Yeah. yeah. And that's something about the MCW Pro Wrestling podcast they have we have segments we have uh you know pretty much uh, as he said there's a there's a great flow to now the pro- production the creativity of it so you know shout out to him and i can only help us uh, get better on the dirty dirty wrestling, wrestling podcast how about we take a short break yes and uh you know we can do something with this picture that he just said. We got to post it now. We don't need yeah, to talk yeah, about definitely. it. So, and uh, we'll be right back. And we're going to come back and talk about um, news of the day. We're going to talk about Elimination Chamber. Uh, we're going to talk about we're, we're going to talk about our next podcast because we just had a, a nice idea right before we started on here. So, uh, let's go to break. Take us. Welcome back. To the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. One, <laughs> every time. I know it's coming. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm a big ugly. And I'm just getting so excited because we're, we're talking offline. We're talking about how we're going to expand this Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And we appreciate all the listeners out there. We've done some visual stuff, but it's all about the listener. The audio portion of this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and there's very few in my space. Um, but we just got so many ideas. That the third year is gonna third third year into the fourth year is gonna be big, it's huge, epic, huge. Oh my expansion. god! Can't wait. So keep an eye on that. And all of the listeners, we've had you know tens of hundreds of thousands of downloads, partials and full on all of this. And you know it's just come such a long way. So uh, we we did talk about you know the Deacon Storm. We thank him so much for stopping by. 
And he's got the MCW Pro Wrestling Podcast on lock. Uh, so he knows what's going on there. And he, I, I hope he has, you know, finished, finished what he was doing yeah. and, you know, cleaned himself up, washed his hands. There's an ending to every story. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so far, he has not sent me that yeah. picture as he promised. So I'm kind of happy about that. Um, but we're, we're going to have to show this picture, man. We're going to have to put it on the... Uh, it's, yeah, it's made the, it's made the uh, <laughs> yeah, thumbnail. <laughs> it's, it's made the thumbnail. Hey, let's talk about some things. Uh, let's get this one out of the way. Very recently before this podcast, unfortunately, Jimmy Uso is living the gimmick of the Uso <laughs> penitentiary. <laughs> it just came into my head. That is uh, isn't that... It, uh, man, I, I just... I haven't read all the details yet, but the last thing I remember seeing watching SmackDown, Jimmy and Jay doing a promo in the ring with the SmackDown Live tag team champions Miz and Shane McMahon Getting ready for a match at Elimination Chamber. I guess that ain't happening. Um, well, okay, so here, here's, here's the details of go what ahead. happened. So apparently they got pulled over, him and Naomi. I believe Naomi was driving, uh, but regardless, it ended up with Jimmy getting out the car and becoming confrontational with the police officer. Whoops. And I don't think he touched him, but, you know, he started yelling at him, blah, blah, blah. Got rowdy. Police officer, you know, slapped him and cuffs, uh, arrested him. I feel like because of the nature of the arrest, I don't think it's really going to come with too many repercussions because it's not like he got pulled over for drunken driving or he got caught with drugs. Right. You know, it seems to me of what I know, he just lost his temper. Okay. Off of the, you know, um, off of the stop. So, you know, from that, I mean, I I would assume I think he's okay because, I mean, his brother had gotten arrested what was that? That was like last year, right? When Jay got pulled, when Jay got pulled over for like drunk driving. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I didn't. They were off TV for a you know minute. Were they? Okay, a couple weeks yeah. maybe. And then Jeff Hardy also had gotten pulled. Sure, he, he got for like drunk driving or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. So yeah, but um, yeah, but I mean, like I said, I don't think this had anything to do with alcohol or drugs. So I feel like they may be okay. I hope so. It's bad publicity, but... They are the... Yeah, it is bad publicity, and that mugshot's kind of, you know, making its way around social media. Yeah. But they are the... And we've talked about this on the podcast before. They are probably the best pure tag team that's out there right Without now. Without a doubt. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that, you know, have kind of been thrown together, and they're doing okay. But these guys have been together from the beginning. Yes. From the jump. Never a singles career between them. Yeah. So... That's a, that's a true strong tag team. Absolutely. So I, I hope it. I hope it's okay. It's just a, yeah, bad piece of publicity, man. That's really what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, but Vince knows how to spin that. Yeah. If they were smart, they would, they use, would it. use it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some not completely. You know what I'm saying? Hint yeah. at it. Use it. And if Mandy Rose was smart, she would throw this in some kind of a promo on a live, and you know, better to ask forgiveness than permission. And that would push her to be in one of the biggest female heels that's out there. Right. And she's already on her way to be doing that. Yeah. So. if she, I don't think she's the kind of person that's going to take those kind of risks. But I hope not. I don't know. I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's my favorite stuff when the WWE kind of pushes into the real. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I like it. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, let's just throw this out there. Dean... Ambrose. Woo! <laughs> All right. So, yeah, here's the word. The word is that um, they, they announced that he was not going to be renewing his WWE contract after WrestleMania. That was the first word. The second word is we found out where he was going. 
uh, and that's AEW. No, that part I didn't know about. Yeah. So, uh, and that's pretty much, that hasn't been, I don't think he has done a press conference with them or anything like that because he's still on WWE contract, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Hey, let me talk to you about that. Let's, uh, this is a good pitch that for us. All right, so let's stop here. So, Ambrose leaving, I, I want to I revisit that, but I just want to focus for a minute on AEW. Okay. AEW is getting a lot of steam right now. Yeah. Especially the buzz and everything. I mean... There, you know, Kenny Omega's going there. Um, obviously, as I just heard, Dean Ambrose is going there. Yep. Uh, they've got a lot of the big indie stars yep. interested. And they recently just sold out their next show in like a matter of minutes. Yeah. Okay. Two things. Does WWE need to be concerned? Nope. Okay. Absolutely not. And I was thinking that too. <laughs> okay. And I see where you're going with that, but... It's it, right now. It's the it's the hot new thing. Is it right? You know. So let me ask you this, because this is this is this is what came to my mind when I thought of AEW and what's going on. Is this just the new TNA? Yes, it is the new TNA wrestling. The TNA that got hot back in like two thousand and six. That's what I'm talking when about. When it yes. got all the money and the backing behind it, and it got all the names and the stars. Um, that's but it got hot for a while, and then they overplayed their hand, and then it just became. Yeah, impact wrestling it is today, which is not a bad thing. It's just never going to be a competitor, right? It's an alternative. Yes, and it's never gonna. Nobody's ever gonna out WWE and the WWE. Listen, that's and listen, I, I, we're coming to that, right? So let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. We thought that back in the nineties, and WCW became a legit competitor. We did. What will it take for somebody to become a legit competitor with the WWE? Mm. Back then, when there were only no social media, no internet, you know what I mean? There was no way to get it around. When it was just television, cable, and regular, uh, just local kind of television. When it was that, when that market was there. That WCW made an impact because they had the hot new thing because they had Eric Bischoff and Eric Bischoff came up with the NWO and that got hot and basically that made WCW soar. Um, what will it take? Okay, I, I don't think you know. There's uh, there's ideas out there, but nothing is going to be as grand as the NWO idea. It's never going to take off like it did. So, what what can it take? Impact got close to being. The, not a competitor, but just like the number two. Yes. So it's going to take. I mean, it was the number two. I, I yeah. I, I it in, was in the early two. years. There yeah. was yeah. I mean, people knew about indies. People knew about New Japan, but it wasn't as hot as say TNA as was at the time. Yeah. Because they had. I mean, they had Mankind. They had Sting. They had Hogan. Hogan. Angle. Angle. I mean, and every Hardy. All Kevin these Nash, people, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Everybody, but yeah. they also had the substance behind it. All the new and up and comers that we see in the WWE today: AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Uh, you know the guys that are going to AEW: Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian. Everybody's that's been through New Japan. So, what will it take? There's going to be have to be some kind of monumental shift with AEW. They're going to have to do something like the NWO. They're going to have to do something like Hulk Hogan turning heel. They're going to have to do something. Take. Take but do the, they have the money behind them? They have a lot of money. They're owned, and, and we were we heard from this from CM Funk. They're owned by one of the um, one of the basketball teams out there. I did uh, say that. I, I can't yeah. remember exactly which one it was, but there's a lot of money behind AEW. Obviously, because they're throwing themselves there. They haven't even had a show yet, and they're like the biggest thing right now going today. And they're doing it at the 
perfect time. The road to WrestleMania in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, this is when everybody is watching professional wrestling. Right. You know? And this is when the <laughs> world, the eyes of the world go on it. So, But here's the other thing that I feel like that might concern WWE a little bit. During the time when TNA was uh, 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 coming up in mm-hmm. 2006, right, and, and they were taking their big stars, mm-hmm. the thing was was that WWE still had so many big stars. They still had your Triple H's, they had your John Cena's, your, you know, the the Rock, I yeah. think, was still making appearances, yeah. Stone Cold was still involved. Sure. You know, there were still so many key players that wasn't jumping ship that it still made it to the point where it's like, you're not competition. Yeah, yeah. But now, if you think about WWE... If top stars like Ambrose start leaving, because I feel like he's just going to be the start, you know, because I think what's going to happen, people are going to see him jumping over ship and they're going to be looking at people like Dolph Ziggler that don't feel like they, they've gotten their fair share and they might start looking to jump ship. And you have to start asking yourselves, what is WWE left with? Because I'm, I'm saying Roman Reigns went down and it's been like, we've got Seth Rollins. It, it, it's been like, you don't even have a replacement for Roman Reigns. Right. You don't have a big name draw right. superstar. Back then, what you're saying, and even in the Attitude Era, they had so many. Right. So I, I feel, I feel you. So I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I still agree with you. I don't really think it's going to be competition, especially not right off the bat. They're right. Have to really put some work in. But you know, I do think that WWE should take a look at herself and take itself a little more serious about how they're building up these stars, you know, and the storylines that are going to make sure that they just aren't becoming complacent mm-hmm. with, you know, we're just number one and we, we're the big dogs. Right. You're right. And, and you know, don't don't get um, don't get lazy on it. Right. You know, or, still work yeah. for it. Or as Austin told Ambrose, don't rest on your laurels. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But you see that with Dean Ambrose, and that, that's a really good point because there's a lot of people in the WWE that are traveling around all day, every day, 300 days out of the year, and they're getting you know maybe a couple minutes of TV time. They're working house show loops, things like that, um, you know, and they're trying to incorporate all these. But they have so much talent and so much content that something like AEW, when they're going to have one big show here and there, and and they, and they got a TV deal working too, you know, they don't have as much content but they're going to take everything they got and shove it into everything that they got. Yeah. And I mean, you're definitely going to lower like I you know, they already got Jericho. Yeah. Um, I, I see Matt Hardy going there. I definitely see Matt, you know, cuz he could revive his uh broken gimmick for real this time. Yeah. Well, I don't know now cuz does WWE control that now? Is that how that works? Oh, well, I mean, the WWE controls the woken gimmick. Yeah. Um so I think it, it was a it was a deal when Jeremy Borash came from TNA and came over to WWE that he allowed you know certain creative things to actually happen with the Matt Hardy gimmick to yeah. try to tease it, but of course he was still handcuffed by the WWE. Got to do what they do. Yes, you know, got to do it their way. Um, and that's the thing. WWE has their way, which we're going to get into. I have another comment about that. But AEW is going to be the the way they're shooting their promos and their press conferences and everything like that. It's going to be different. Uh, hey, it's going to be a perfect blend. Of indie wrestling, yeah. TNA when it was hot, yeah, and the WWE stuff that that kind of works. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you a question: Is this going to be on television? They have a TV deal working. I don't know exactly what it is because that's another point too. Is it going to be like the USA Network where that's you know uh, a full fledged cable station, or are they going to be on some kind of offshoot channel like, like Pop, TV. Pop TV? Right. Like I can't find it. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't on my DVR, I wouldn't have any idea. That's right. Impact Wrestling. Yeah. So. 
Um, speaking of, uh, I'm sorry to be jumping topics. That's fine. Is, we, Lucha, is Lucha Underground over? Like, nah. Did it get canceled? Nah. Oh, okay. Like, like they film a season and then they put it up, and then, and then okay. they film another one and then they put it up. All so. right. I hadn't heard about hadn't heard much about it, but I do think that they lost that Netflix deal. But anyway, okay. So yeah, they did. They, they did. did. Right. That's a damn shame. Yeah, that really is. Um, let me before we move on. I just want to hop back to Dean Ambrose. Hop. All right. Going back to Dean Ambrose jumping ship. I gotta say, I don't. I don't understand why. And it's probably, I don't know if it's a money thing, but it might be a creativity thing. Dean Ambrose has been in the WWE for a long time. You know, coming up from, uh, you know, Florida Championship Wrestling, NXT, um, WWE, and he's he's done it all. You know, all the way up to being the WWE champion. Yeah. So, at this point in time, he's kind of, and if you see what they've been doing with him recently, the, the him and Seth Rollins thing, it's happened before and it was dry. It was like, he, they, he turned heel, which was a great move when Roman Reigns kind of came out and said he had leukemia, but ain't nothing being done with him and nothing probably going to be done with him. It's like, what do we got for you? Oh, you might come out on this segment, maybe this, that. It, it's not working. You know what I mean? So creativity, stimulation, that that might be a big piece of what he wants to do because he may, maybe he feels like he's done everything he can do in the WWE. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I agree with you. I think that the Dean Dean and Seth thing is dry. I think that the first time around it didn't really work as well. You know, I mean, to me it kind of worked a little bit because we were fresh on the the Shield breaking up. Yeah. So it's like their rivalry is more understandable. But this time around, it just feels like a cheap repeat. If you see what I'm saying, like, you know, like they just needed something for the shield to break up again. So instead of it being Rollins, let's make it Ambrose. Yeah. And and let and let the tables turn where it's now Rollins wondering why Ambrose turn. You know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I could I guess I could only see it being uh being creative. I mean, I can't imagine AEW is gonna pay Ambrose more than WWE is paying. I wouldn't so, think so. I wouldn't bet on it. Um, and especially getting a chance to travel and work with his wife all the time. And yeah. that's another thing. When Dean goes Will Renee Young stick around? Oh, I think Renee Young's going to stick around. Listen, Renee Young has gotten opportunities to work at ESPN and didn't leave. I, I think she, I think she likes it. And the fact that she's getting a prominent position doing what a woman has never been able to do, which is be on that Raw commentating team. Yeah, I don't see her giving that up. I would hope not. Yeah. I mean, she's not still the greatest Raw commentator, commentator on uh, wrestling she, matches she's right the worst. now. She's. I was trying to give her a little benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm sorry. I, listen, I mean, bad is bad. It's like David mm-hmm. Otunga. I say, you know, he's horrible. Like, I don't like to hear him on commentator. He just, he's just bad. Renee Young, I'm sorry. Like, she's just, she's just not good. She needs a little more, I don't even know. It's, it's, I don't even know if it's personality, but it's, she just tries to bank off of what the other two say. Pretty much, yes. And she doesn't have a thought of her own. Yes, she lacks, yes, she lacks that, uh, that charisma yeah. that Corey Graves and, and uh, Michael, Cole. Michael Cole have. Um, you know, that, yeah, I, I, you said it, man. That's yeah. all she does is she just, uh, you know, just based on what they say. And, yeah. I went back and listened to some of the commentary that she did on NXT as well back when NXT was still formulating its own identity. She wasn't good there either. She was yeah. better as an interviewer, as a backstager, you know, things like that. Or on those pre-shows where she's, oh, yeah. where she's dishing it off to other people. Right. You know, she may bring up the topic and then she, hey, Booker, what do you think about right. this? That's, she was great that's at her that element. Too. That's her element. That's the same thing with yeah. Coach now. Even Coach didn't find his rhythm back in the commentary when he came back last year. But when he started working those pre-shows, boy, I'm like, that's Coach, man. That's Coach, right. And that yeah. was kind of stuff that he did at ESPN, which we was so good at. Right. So that's where the Coach belongs. Yeah. So yeah. put her back where she belongs. So I don't know um, whether she'll follow suit 
Um, maybe, maybe not. It depends on, you know, the AEW schedule, what's going to happen with that. They ain't going to work 300 days a year. Um, so they, they might do, you know, loops and then do one big show every now and then. But they, they ain't going to oversaturate, especially in the beginning. Yeah. You know, they ain't going to kill it while it's still trying to live. Um, that's going to be fun. It is fun to see Dean, though, come out in just weird situations now. Like, he came out during a part of that moment of bliss uh, like everybody was out on that stage at the same time, and it was in a third hour raw. I'm like, what the hell is Dean Ambrose doing out <laughs> right. here? Like he was the WWE champion, and like he's out here doing this. And then Seth Rollins had a fantastic match. Uh, no, no, it wasn't a match. I'm sorry. He had a, a confrontation with uh, Paul Heyman on Monday Night Raw, and then Paul Heyman left, and then Dean Ambrose came out for his match, and then he got in the ring. He's been heel for the last couple months against Dean Ambrose in this blood feud, and then he's like, kill the beast, and then he just left like face kind of stuff like he's confusing me now it, it is confusing I like what is what is well, the I, point I, I, I think I don't know if it's as much a point of I don't think it's as much a point of Dean Ambrose turning face as it is making Lesnar a bigger heel oh yeah I think that's what it's more about it's about you know showing almost like the solidarity in almost like the locker room where it's like Get get this guy out of here. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I, I think that's what it was more about. I don't mind that because le, le, I tell you the story, and we're going to jump at this here, but the story between Rollins and Lesnar, we've seen Rollins and Lesnar before, but it, it was like at a SummerSlam or like one of those June pay-per-views or something like that. It wasn't really built up too big. They can build this up bigger now because they need Seth to kind of take the reins for a little while. So I'm kind of excited to see where Seth's character is now and how Brock's character is now, and those two meet actually one on one without the Money in the Bank briefcase, you know, and meet for the title when Rollins is fighting up from underneath. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, here's the thing. I I love Seth Rollins. I really do. I've just I've just felt like I've not been thrilled with his run at the top. Like he's the top babyface right now, and I gotta say I've. I'm I'm not really I'm not really into it. And it could be it could be it could be the rivalry that they've got him in with the Ambrose thing. Yeah. That's dry. But as of right now, I I haven't really been too <clears throat> enthused about a, the you know, top babyface Seth Rollins. I feel you. He was on top as a heel as the WWE champion. That was hot. It was too that hot. That was real Loved it. real good. Yes. And it lasted a long time. So until he got injured, pretty much right. Um, and here's here's and this is going to go into our next topic here because we're gonna we going off on tangents. But I think the WWE is specifically pulling back on the WWE Championship and the and the Universal Championship. They're they're still going to be there, but they're specifically pulling back a little bit so that they can focus. You know where I'm going. They can focus on the man, Becky Lynch. Um, because she is, we, we've said it before, she is the stone cold of this modern day. She is, yeah, she's the top WWE superstar, period. Right. She's not a face. She's not a heel. She's an anti-hero. And now they are really pushing storylines about her going against the establishment. Having her slap Triple H in the face. Having her push Stephanie. And have now having Vince McMahon himself, not Mr. McMahon, but Vince McMahon, come out and say, hey, you're suspended for 60 days, and that's five days after WrestleMania. Here's your replacement, Charlotte Flair! Like, they are building so much sympathy for Becky 
that they're going to, and I've, I've said this before, they're going to make that a triple threat match at WrestleMania. There's yeah. no getting around it yeah. now. So here's, a, here's a funny thing. I love it. I love it what they're doing with Becky. I love Becky. Literally, I love Becky. But, sorry, no. Straight <laughs> fire. Yeah, right. But here's the thing. It, I feel like they just did it with Ronda Rousey, though. Not, not exactly the same way. Ronda Rousey was more of uh, anti, like, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H was kind of just there because they had that match at WrestleMania all together. Uh, and as you, as we have seen, Ronda has kind of fizzled out. Uh, and Ronda Without has now doubt. taken, uh, and, and we even saw at the Royal Rumble, she was getting booed by 45,000 people. Yeah. Um, now she's going to play the, the heel role in this, and Becky's going to be the uh, the sympathizer coming up from underneath. Oh, she she won the Royal Rumble, but she has an injury. She's got the injury taken care of, but now she's got to go against the establishment. Somehow they're going to keep working that storyline on every Raw and every SmackDown all the way up until WrestleMania. Now, that is an established, meaty storyline. Mm-hmm. I like it. But everything else takes a back seat to that. Do you see? I, absolutely. I do see. Um, Not yeah. fair, but they got to do it. Something got to be something on top. Something got to be on top. And I don't mind that being on top. Let me tell you something. But I, what I do want them to do, I really want them to commit to Ronda being a heel. Ronda oh. is going to make a great heel. She is. So you tell me, what do you think? Do you keep her going along the way she is where she's kind of a face that's being booed? Or do you just turn her heel before WrestleMania and have her going straight in as heel against Becky Lynch? That. Slow burn. Keep fueling the Becky sympathy. But at the same time, when Ronda's coming out, you know, don't put her against heels and, uh, you know, don't put her against just heels, just faces. But when she cuts promos, have her do what she got and when she got in Becky Lynch's face and started shooting on her. And then when she's backstage and calling her a bitch, like... Do it slowly, right? And eventually, a couple weeks before WrestleMania, after you've established your entire card, after you've made this main event, which it's going to be the main event, um, and we'll talk about that in a minute too. Uh, make it so hot and give, and Charlotte's going to help out too. But make it so hot to where Ronda does something completely heel and just turns on Becky because Becky is the super anti-hero face, and. Charlotte, back off. Just let Ronda destroy Becky a couple couple weeks before WrestleMania. So just like Daniel Bryan, when he went into WrestleMania, he was hurt. He mm-hmm. was fighting up from underneath. Everybody was coming up. And then when he won, which you saw it coming, it made sense. It made sense. Let me, but, uh, let me say this. Funny enough, because you already said her name. i tell you who doesn't belong here. Charlotte. Really? I am not liking, and, and this is why I'm not liking the whole Charlotte thing. I feel like, I don't know if it's some lack of confidence between Ronda and Becky, but the rivalry between Ronda and Becky is all I care about. What what place does Charlotte have? As we just talked about, who are the two biggest people? You just said Becky is at the top of the mountain right now, biggest yep. superstar. Right. Ronda Rousey has the potential of being the biggest heel. Right. Bigger than Brock Lesnar. Right. right? Charlotte, well, who cares? Why? Why do I need her? I don't need her in a in a in this one on one rivalry that I'm going to see. I don't need Charlotte. It's like it's like they're afraid of Charlotte having to take a back seat to others to other female superstars. Let them shine. Listen, we know who Charlotte is. We know what Charlotte has accomplished and what she can do. That she can carry. So she's almost like a like a John Cena. You can just put her in there when you need her, and she's going to help you out. Right. right. I'm just not. I just don't see the need for her right now. I feel like I feel like it's 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 dampening this great solid match that we could have. 
and, and storyline by just like it's like she's a third wheel. That's the best way I can describe it. I agree with you. I don't. I don't like it for those reasons. I understand it for the reasons of you don't want to put Becky, who has kind of not. She hasn't been the main event. You know what I mean. She she's been uh, on the upper card, but she hasn't carried it. So, do you want to put? A main event of WrestleMania and all of your eggs in one basket to somebody who hasn't quite done it on her own yet and basically a rookie. Do you really want to do that? Or do you want somebody in there who has had the division on her back, who's at who is the veteran at this point in time, and have her in there not to take any of the glory or any of the spotlight or to be a third wheel, but to help those two tell a better story? I, but see, here's the thing. I don't even look. I feel like we got to look at this. Charlotte and Becky are from the same group of NXT women. They are part of the Four Horsewomen. I agree. So I don't even look at Charlotte as some like bigger veteran than Becky. I did think. I do think she got called up before Becky, right? Did she? She did. Like a little bit before. She did. Right. I understand. I know that Charlotte's been champion and has held her back, but it's like Becky's been champion too. She has. And and you know what I'm saying. It, so I guess what I'm saying is I don't feel like Charlotte is some kind of safety net because Becky is already carrying she's carrying the WWE on her back. Charlotte has not done this. Charlotte has never established herself as the superstar of WWE. She established herself as a as the superstar of the women's division. Mm-hmm. But Becky is literally the man. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? No pun intended. She's literally the man in the company right now. I feel you. Does it is this all now because of what happened? Did did Nia Jax punching Becky Lynch in the face become a catalyst for all of this to happen? You know what I mean? Because Survivor Series six days later, it was Charlotte versus Ronda, which was basically a beatdown both ways. I, I, all right, so I will say this: I think that that punch helped. I don't think that it it was a catalyst. If anything, I think it slowed the momentum a bit because it prevented Charlotte from being able, I mean, prevented Becky from being able to face Ronda Rousey. Because if you remember, I was so amped up when when they went to that back scene segment and Becky had uh, Ronda had Ronda in that uh, what's the her disarmor. disarmor. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh shoot, I was pumped. And so he, I, I do feel like the whole the whole getting punched in the face. The visual made her look good. It was almost like the Austin getting bleeding while he's in the sharpshooter kind yeah, of image, right? Yeah, it's, we'll always remember that. Through that WWE was a catalyst history, right? too. It was so you know. Um, so I feel like that that whole segment was a catalyst. I don't really know if I can say just that punch in her face, but I and think that that whole story in general was a was a catalyst. Look at it if that never happened, and we got Becky and uh, Becky and Ronda at Survivor Series. Who knows what that booking would have been looking like? True, we might not even be looking at a WrestleMania match. Right, we might not be looking at because normally what what they probably would have done is had Becky fight up from underneath, you know, give a great showing, but end up losing. Yeah. Same thing with Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar. You know, Finn Balor basically beat the crap out of Brock Lesnar uh, for most of the match, and Brock won. So it's it's that kind of thing to where I don't like it per se. But do they trust it? Because the last time they tried to put Ronda and Becky together, it it fizzled because of something. So they maybe don't want to take a chance on this. Maybe they want Charlotte there as a safety net. Maybe that she has 
brought this division on her back and, you know, kind of was the one that kind of led the way. Maybe they're paying her back by saying, hey, you know, these two are in the storyline for this reason, but you deserve to be in the main event too um, because of what you've done and your contributions. But will they let Charlotte win? More than likely, no. I don't think so. And, And see, what you just said is the reason that I feel like I'm so against it because I feel like... It isn't really a situation of, oh, this works well with the story. It's just more of a, as you were talking about, it's more of a safety net. It's more of a, you deserve to be here, too. If we're going to have women main event the WrestleMania, well, Charlotte's contributed so much, so she's got to be in it. And I'm just like, not at the sacrifice of the story. To me, I'm just like, you're, you're, you're just bringing her in as a third wheel. Here's what I'm thinking. And I could be just... Backseat booking here. If Survivor Series went off the way it should have, and Ronda beat Becky, and that kind of just fizzled out and that was over, that probably should have led into a bigger storyline that would have been between Charlotte and Ronda, and that would have taken into WrestleMania. And I don't think Becky would have been involved in that situation. I think it should have been if they were booking out long term. Yeah. Charlotte versus Ronda at WrestleMania. Think so? And that would have been the main event. Because you've got the biggest Super the the biggest name superstar in Ronda Rousey because that's that's going to sell all over the world. Sure, and you got Charlotte who's has had the division on her back. Becky kind of came up from underneath. You know, she was getting some steam in the summer, a little bit, not too much, um, and then it kind of fizzled out. And then she was going to get some steam toward Survivor Series, but then that all changed because of the punch. Um, so Becky got a lot more push behind her when she got knocked out of the Survivor Series match. Right. And everybody loved the fact that she was going to come back from underneath, and, and that's when she became the anti-hero. Right. You know what I mean? So everything happens for a reason. That was not planned. That was not booked. So I feel like that could have been... Yeah. Right. Organic, beautiful stuff, because I don't think Charlotte and Ronda would have had the fire behind it that Becky Lynch does now, and that they're going to capitalize on the fact that Becky Lynch is now found her way into the spotlight. So I don't think Becky should have... I don't think she... I think she deserved it, but I don't think she would have been there. She would not have won the Royal Rumble. She would not have... uh, Charlotte would have won the Royal Rumble and gone to WrestleMania and faced Ronda Rousey. But listen, this is why I feel like this is the better because it's organic. Yes. That's, that's, That's to me when you... When I feel like you've got a real superstar, it's almost like Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's success was organic. Yep. The people chose Daniel Bryan. It yep. wasn't WWE. WWE chose Charlotte from Jump Street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've accepted Charlotte. Charlotte's good. She can be overrated. She's good. She's not even <laughs> the greatest on a microphone, okay? No. But she she's good. She's, she's out there. She's confident. I think she can go, you know. But Becky, to me, the way she was able to take her character, take being heel, and just go to that next level... That's organic, man. And I'm like, you got to run with that. If I was WWE, I would have Ronda break Charlotte's arm like a week beforehand and then turn fully heel and be like, I want to face you, B, one-on-one, and then boom, WrestleMania main event. I like that. Maybe that'll happen. They're still fueling this story, and they're giving it time to simmer because they've suspended Becky Lynch for 60 days, and that's after WrestleMania. There ain't no way they're not going to let her come compete in this match. Right. So I like that. And that that does turn Ronda heel. We were talking about that earlier. And that gets Charlotte out of the way so that she can win the Women's Royal Battle Royal, whatever the hell that is, uh, or have another match, but, you know, have her still... 
not be in the match, but kind of be involved in the background. You know, come do a run in, so anything. I don't care. Right. But not be in the match. Yeah. Let Becky do. I get it, and that's great. It's please. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Book it. Seriously. Um, and, and we could go on it, and, and we're going to go on about this, and we're going to see it at WrestleMania. We're going to see the first ever women's main event. It's going to main event the show. Yeah. So that's and so we believe it has not been announced. Well, they keep right? to, every time they. Every time they go on the promo, they call, keep talking about the main event. The main event. The main event. When Seth Rollins or Daniel Bryan talk about their opportunities at WrestleMania, they're not saying main event. They're just talking about championship matches. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you seen the hemp version of the WWE Championship by the new Daniel Bryan? I have seen it. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. You got to get one, man. I, <laughs> I got all the replicas yeah. here in the mansion. Um you know, and, and I, I'm not into that kind of thing. You know, I don't I don't be oh, doing the doobie, but let me tell you, uh, I could <laughs> I, I could get it and not do anything with it. Yeah, uh, it is. You're I don't not know. liking it. I could tell you're not liking it. I don't know. Here's what I don't like about it: the WWE Championship. I like the fact that there's been one standard championship title. They've had all these other replica titles and different colors. I'm okay with it, but the WWE Championship. And the Universal Championship, one's red, one's black. But the WWE Championship came from that long line of history. And brought Daniel Bryan just threw it in the trash. I don't like that. I'm not a fan. Um, and literally, on camera, threw it in the trash. So whoever ends up beating him is going to bring back the other WWE Championship belt. So this is a chance for WWE to do some more marketing, do some more merchandising, sell some more championship belts. Yeah. And the Daniel Bryan thing, I'll, I'll buy the replica. I'm not, I don't care. Yeah. But... Uh, and it's so good for his heel character because he is the best heel that I feel is going right now. Daniel Bryan is doing such a great job as a heel. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm in a minority. I'm not feeling it. I'm, he's a great heel. I'm, all right, so let me say this. He's a great heel. Yeah. I don't think I'm feeling the whole... Earth characters don't entertain me. Like, the whole, like, you're destroying a planet, I'm Captain America kind of thing. Like, I don't know. It never... It's like CG Park, CJ Parker back in NXT and he was doing the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm never into like those kind of stories. Like, all right, man, I recycle. Like, yeah. get off my back. I don't know. <laughs> he just, he makes it so, uh, I guess it's so annoying. The fact that, that that's the, the, you know, that's just an extension of himself. And Absolutely. he's turning it that's up to 10. That's why it works. That's why it's working. Um, yes. Yeah. Even the heel he was before, well, he was a good heel, and he was kind of a mid-card heel at the, uh, even when he was a champion before. Uh, but this, it works for him. I'm just saying I, I'm digging it because it gives some it gives some substance. There is a major heel. Brock Lesnar is the major heel right now, but he's never around. So, on the other show, on Raw. Yeah. So, I don't mind it because we need a focal point. There are no, there's no big faces. Becky is the biggest face in the company right now. That's why that women's main event's going to happen. Seth is probably the biggest heel, uh, face that they got on Raw, right? Without a doubt, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm looking at SmackDown. It should be Finn Balor. Well, it should be Finn Balor, but as we saw, they just kind of stuffed him back under the mattress after Royal Rumble, which is yeah. kind of, it's not cool. Um, let me, let me do this. Let, let's, let's just say, whoever defeats Daniel Bryan is going to take that hemp belt and throw it in the trash on TV and bring back the other WWE championship 
And they should burn it. It'll probably burn well, right? That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that should burn. Yeah. <laughs> it's made out of the earth, so yeah. it should. Um, and, and who knows who's going to defeat Daniel Bryan, but I will say this, uh, and we're going to talk about the Elimination Chamber right now. I like what they're doing. Did you happen to hear or see... Uh, the gauntlet match that happened on SmackDown Live. I did indeed watch it. Uh, man, Kofi Kingston. De- De- I Kofi, I'm it. sorry. I'm, I'm tapping. Yeah. I don't mean it. But Kofi, what the? That was beautiful. That whole match told such a story, and I'm so glad I watched it from the beginning. Yes. And did not yes. fast forward through anything except the commercials. Yes. Because let me tell you something. When you can take a person, the New Day has kind of become a joke. I'm sorry. No, but we've been talking about it. Yeah, I understand. at this point, they're kind of, kind of a joke, you know. But it's okay. It's okay. That's like that's their space right now. But when you take somebody, you you throw Kofi Kingston into a match. You don't expect Kofi to do what he did on. No, Spider-Man. I didn't see that coming right. at all. But when he got when that first match with him and uh, who was first? Uh, what was Samoa? No, he wasn't first. Um, Da, 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 da. Who the heck was first? Hang was on. it Daniel Bryan? Yes, it was Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And they went 30 minutes or right. more. Just yeah. them. I'm like, they're going to let Kofi go to dang, the, 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 go the distance. But when it got closer to the end and it got closer to 9.55, and I'm like, okay, they got to cut this thing off in a minute, and who haven't we seen yet? I saw it coming, and I loved it. When AJ Styles was in there and Randy Orton came in, RK out of nowhere, one, two, three, camera angle was beautiful, yep. and they just ended the show with Randy Orton looking all yeah. like shit-eating grin. Like, yeah. dude, I loved it. <laughs> I really loved it. So that is what I'm really excited to see. That I don't think there's any way in hell that Kofi Kingston is going to win the WWE Championship. No. Um, it's kind of like this Finn Balor thing and what they were doing with yeah. Seth Rollins before. They yeah. no way they're going to make they, it. They just had to make him look like an actual viable contender yeah. for the match. So that when you're looking at him in there, you just assume. You don't just automatically assume he's going to get eliminated right off the bat. You're right. right. Yeah. And and you're going to know that he's probably going to do something fun off that, off that chamber. Right. Yes. You know, uh, and he's got a little bit of a history in the Elimination Chamber. The first time he was going to get into it, uh, I think it was uh, Edge or somebody that knocked him out and he didn't get into the chamber. Right. Yeah. Like, that was it. Like, yeah. Edge destroyed him on the outside. And then the very next year, it was a, like a year long storyline that was kind of forgotten about. Kofi Kingston, when he got into the chamber, he was looking behind him when he was walking down the ramp. And I was waiting for him to do that. I'm like, yes, this is the kind of legit stuff that I love to see. Yeah. Um, so. Loved what Kofi did. Yeah, Loved it, the gauntlet match. And if I'm not mistaken, Kofi is only there taking the place of Mustafa Ali. Right. And I was just about right. to say that. Mustafa Ali was a hot new thing off of 205 Live coming up to the main roster. Mustafa Ali's been having some great matches with some people, but he got hurt. Uh, something like that for legit. Mm-hmm. So they needed to find a viable contender to get into that chamber and to have it make sense because the other guys all earned their way in. Yes. Kofi was just handed his spot. So when he did what he did in the gauntlet match, he earned right. his spot in that match. Yes. Um, he will not win that no. match. No. But it will be fun to watch. Yes. Um, speaking of Elimination Chamber, uh, we're going to see that uh, new... Um, New structured chamber where it's a little bit less loud and a little bit better on the competitors. Uh, there's more room for movement, uh, and it's kind of like a um, a gift box now as opposed to a cage. Yeah, it's like the one from last year, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, gonna be like the yeah, one from last year. Yeah. And it's something new this year. They're gonna have the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, not Raw, not SmackDown, just the Women's. 
uh, in an Elimination Chamber match. And they showed how it's going to be. They're going to have every team in there. So 12 women involved in this match. Two teams start. Four women, you know, four women start. And then they open the pot every five minutes. Um, that's going to be... That's going to be fun. It is. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I hope the Iconics win. I like them. I love the Iconics. They're my favorite. Yeah. I, I, I think that... I feel like as far as... You know, we were talking about that Renee Young thing earlier. That charisma and everything. And I feel like that's what they have. Out of all of the tag teams, they're like that organic, almost Uso-like tag team. And it, it works. I feel you. And they got charisma. They got charisma. And they understand their characters. They do. And they're, I think that's just them amped up to 10, too. Yeah. So that's why it works the best. Uh, Nia Jackson, Tamina, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, the Iconics, uh, Naomi and Carmella, Bailey and Sasha. Everybody's thinking at this point in time that it's a predetermined Bailey and Sasha because they've been building it for so long. I think this is about the time when Bailey and Sasha lose. One of them blames it on the other. And one goes heel, one goes face, and they actually have a match against each other at WrestleMania. I think I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's like you're right. They've wow, been, they've been building this for a while, and and it's like, you know, I, I felt like it kind of went from like they were acting like they were enemies, they were hating each other, then they became tag teams, and suddenly it seemed like everything was forgotten. They're friends, and it's like at this point, it's like, all right, if they go back to being enemies, it's like. I, I, Okay. Like, like what? why? Why? Yeah, exactly. They it's built like, it up for too long right, and then they yeah. just didn't pay it off. I mean, you talk about, I don't know, there's some slow burns that pan out and then some that's just like... Yeah, so like who yeah. cares? Yeah. Whether they do it or they, not. They need to just treat it like they did uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Like, no, Cesaro and Sheamus, they were enemies. They had that... They had that uh, that that tied match, yep, and they just became tag teams for the next couple of years. Yeah, just let them ride into the sunset in the same way, please. And I like the bar. I'm, I'm exactly, I'm, and the bar know, is good. They don't just raise the bar; they are the bar. Right, exactly. Um, so, and the bar is good. Yeah. So why not? Uh, they they make this a legitimate tag team division yeah. of the women. You know, Sasha and Bailey could make right. a go at it. And I just feel like Sasha and Bailey right now, they're just being overshadowed, man. By yeah. many other women in the division. And I know that, you know, we're talking about Becky and Charlotte early and they're part of the original four horsemen, but them two, they're like they're being over like there's too many other great uh, you know, women competitors right now that are yeah. just shining. And I don't you know, at one point Sasha was the woman, you know, people would be chanting Sasha, but it's like, you know, with all of her injuries that she's had and she's kinda of lost steam. Yeah, same thing with Alexa. She had, she was hot, you know, going for a long time, hey, and then she point. had an injury, and then she's out. Great point. Yeah, so that's the thing because yeah. now now she's hosting a talk show, and it's like, well, damn, she ain't got no steam anymore. Right. Yeah. If anybody deserves, you know, who, who's had the division on her back for the past year, it was Alexa. You're absolutely right. You know? Yeah, especially on that Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see a tag team elimination chamber match. That's a first. I'm excited to see women. Uh, I think they did women in the elimination chamber last year, but it was uh, it was the singles. So this is gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, I'm excited. I expect a big cluster, but um, you know we'll see. I think that's actually probably gonna lead off the show, in my opinion. That uh, it, it would be wise too. That would yeah. be wise too. Yeah, it'd be wise. Um, then they got the, what we hope the Miz and Shane McMahon defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. You know what? I'm glad you brought this up. What? What do you think about their tag team? Because we haven't gotten a talk. What do you think about this tag team, man? Because um, uh, I'm a huge Miz fan. I love uh, Miz. Me, you know me, too. I've been asking You root for Miz every Royal Rumble. Right. I knew he wasn't even going to be in this one, and I was still rooting for him. But he did win at the Royal Rumble. He just won the tag titles. Yeah. All right. I, I like the idea, but I think I, I see where it's going. 
It's it's got a turn. It's an eventual an eventual turn, and uh, it's going to be one on one at WrestleMania. Really, that's where it's in. I, that's where I feel. I don't. I mean, unless I mean, you do got to get a Shane McMahon match in for WrestleMania. Exactly, and you got to get a big bump out of him. But what I'm thinking is, if this is actually taken off, which it was better than I thought it was going to be at the Royal Rumble as far as their tag match, I, I don't mind it. Um, and let it let it go on for a while. Give it give the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions something uh, other than just a fatal four way match at WrestleMania. I'm alright with it, uh, but I still think I, I see an, an initial, um, eventually a heel turn. Somebody gonna turn on somebody else. I see it. Yeah, you know, because yeah, the Miz is just uh, he's a face, but he's he's a great actor too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a great and, actor. and he's he's better as a heel. Absolutely. So that's a hundred percent right. Uh, Buddy Murphy defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Akira Tozawa. Um, okay. That'll be fun. I mean... Speaking of, man, this has nothing to do with them because I don't care about 205 Live. <laughs> but but the uh, the the guy uh, that I... Hideo Itami. Mm. Gone. Mm-hmm. Literally, we just watched him on the Royal Rumble. Yep. And, and that was like, a great Fatal 4-Way right. match for the Cruiserweight title. And then like two days later, he like asked for his release. Yep. Yeah. How about that? Wow. After pretty much wasting time being injured. I'm sorry. I mean, you no. can't help it. He was injured. But he literally was injured most of the WWE career. Yes, he was. <laughs> like, oh, he man. spent a hot minute. Yeah. So. AEW. You never know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Buddy Murphy, Akira Tozawa, whatever the case may be. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. Now, that's kind of out of nowhere. Ronda defending the uh, Raw Women's Championship, especially since they're putting so much heat behind this uh you know Becky Lynch and Charlotte thing against Ronda, so it, it would it, it may I don't know it's a predetermined conclusion. It makes no sense for Ruby Riot to win the title, and she's it makes I, no sense for the match to happen. I put Ru- a Ruby Riot up on a pedestal. I like her. I really do. I think she's good. She's she's good. She's into her character. She's talented. She's good in the ring. Um, I think she's gonna have uh, a match where she's gonna probably control most of the match with Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey's gonna hit the big moves, and Ronda Rousey's gonna win. Um, should she win? Should. Should Ruby Riot be like the first person to pin Ronda Rousey in some... Maybe, listen, maybe it's some, uh, you know, the the Riot squad come out, they help her out. Hmm. But then, and then the next night on Monday, they give her another shot and they're like, no Riot squad, and then Ronda crushes her. I don't mind that, actually. And it throws some excitement into the pay-per-view because everybody thinks it's a predetermined conclusion. Right. Um, People, even though even though the Riot Squad is heel technically, Ronda is now heel. So Ruby Riot's going to be a face, and the whole crowd's going to be behind her. Um, Throw. I I'm okay with it, but I don't see Ruby Riot taking the title into WrestleMania. No, not a, that's what I'm saying. The very next night on Monday Night Raw, right. almost like the whole uh, who was it that did that Jericho when he won the didn't it, wasn't it back in the day Jericho won and then like he had to give it right back. Well, Jericho won. It was the first segment against Triple H yeah, and uh, it, it was a fast yeah. count by Earl yeah. Hebner. Right. And then in the very next segment, they had to give it back. They had to give it, right. So like with this one, it's like the very next night. You know, they're like, we're going to do another rematch, and Ryan Squad can't be out here. Ronda Rousey crushes. Ruby takes back the title. That you know they could do it, and they're they're throwing some monkey wrenches in. They're throwing some old school <clears throat> attitude era kind of stuff in here, so it's not the same cookie cutter stuff. Yeah. So I'm okay with that because I, I you know the thing is is like I, I don't want them to just repeat this Brock Lesnar crap with Ronda Rousey. No. You know what I'm saying where it's no. like oh nobody can beat no you know, yeah so you know if we could get something shocking like that 
I'd be I'd be all for it, man. Just to add uh, and out of nowhere, not like a dominating win or anything Exa- like that. Precisely, right. Just kind of kind of hit the hit the schoolgirl out of nowhere, or whatever, yeah. whatever the case may be. Like, yeah, get let her be distracted. You know, whatever. That would be awesome. And then they build it up for maybe one day. You know, build it up on Raw or whatever that Ruby Riot's not going to go to WrestleMania. Let her have her little WrestleMania uh, pl- promo. Let her have her little bumper, and then at the end, you know, just totally screw her over. Yeah. I'd be down for that business. I'd, I like it. Yeah, and then maybe next night on Raw, you have Ronda just like instead of instead of the match happening where they can't even uh, be at ringside, like have Ronda take out the the riot squad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> take out the riot squad one by one throughout the night, yeah. so that they don't come out with Ruby Riot, and then maybe that was this would be good. Take Ruby Riot out before the match, so she doesn't have to get beat to lose the title, but she has to forfeit the title. There you right, go. Perfect, man. Booking, man. Right. <laughs> booking 101. Booking, booking, yeah. Huh. Um, so, a couple more matches that we just got to get out of the way. Bobby Lashley defending the Intercontinental Championship with Leo Rush against Finn Balor. Handicap match. I don't really, I don't care. Uh, Bobby Lashley's not wearing the headband during wrestling. That's the only thing I care about. Right. Um, Listen, Finn Balor, like, I See? He's getting buried. I told you. I don't understand it. The man just fought Brock Lesnar. Finn Balor needs to win the Royal Rumble next year. I think Finn Balor would be doing a better job as the number one guy over Seth Rollins. You add Finn Balor, add that demon, the chance of the demon coming in, he's a more interesting character. I agree. I agree, especially at this point. Right. Um, I, they, they, they got it all backwards on that. I'd rather see Seth Rollins in that match and Finn Balor in the other match. But Seth Rollins is not even on this pay-per-view, I don't think. Nope, not right now. He's not. Uh, Braun Strowman against Baron Corbin. Who cares? God, what the? F- no disqualification match, uh, and that's probably going to lead the kickoff show, which is really interesting. Um, so, one more. The uh, Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. Uh, Daniel Bryan defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Kofi Kingston. That will probably be in the middle of the show. No, that'll be the end. So I I think the women's tag team titles go first. Yeah. And I think that match will be the end. The end, yeah. Um, I believe Daniel Bryan comes out of that and uh, takes the championship into WrestleMania. I, I think so, yeah. To face... Who? Who? I, I have no idea, but I hope it's not AJ Styles again. Um, no, 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 no. So, I, I th- don't... I think it might be... Uh, I think it might be... Uh, who else is in that match? AJ Styles, yeah. Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe. It's going to be between Randy or Samoa. I like Samoa Joe. It's going to be between one Or Kofi Kingston. Because Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, that, that feud is over. So, Samoa yeah. Joe and Daniel Bryan, uh, that would turn Samoa Joe face, which I, I'm okay with because the crowd's usually behind Samoa Joe anyway. Yeah. Um, don't see it being Jeff Hardy. Randy Orton doesn't need it. Uh, Kofi, that would be awesome. But we already saw Kofi and Daniel Bryan for 30 minutes on SmackDown Live, yeah. so I don't think we need to see it again. Right. Um, I think that's going to be a great match. I think there's a lot of creativity in there. Uh, there's a lot of hard hitting, and I think that's going to be one of the better chamber matches. I, I think the other chamber match is good for you know first time ever, first tag team, first women's title. Uh, tag team title, but I don't think that's going to be an excellent match. Right. No. It's just a lot of, I don't want to say rookies, but it kind of is. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, green talent in that ring with the women. But Without when, doubt, yeah. With the men, there's, every single one of them is a veteran. Yeah. 
Every single one. Yeah. So. Let me ask you this question. So, we talking about Seth Rollins, and I know we we're going to be wrapping up here. So We might be. So, Rollins um, going in against uh, Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yep. Are you expecting to see the same matches we've been seeing when Lesnar faces the smaller guys? They get some offense on him, and then he finishes. I sure hope not. I mean, um, I can't. I can't sit through another one of those matches because it's becoming so predictable. It's like you, we've seen it with AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, and we've seen it with Seth Rollins before, where uh, he starts off strong. They come back, get offense, make it look like, oh my gosh, they really stand a chance, and then boom, F5, mm-hmm. game over. I don't want to see the same cookie-cutter match. We've I, would seen rather, it. I would rather see him squash them. That then, would be more interesting. Right. Um, and, and actually, that would make me enjoy Seth Rollins a little bit more at this point. If Seth tried to come out of the gate and he just tried to you know, just get Lesnar down and then Lesnar just took him out. Kind of the same way when we saw the first match, first match against Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar several years at WrestleMania, Brock beat the shit out of Roman right. Reigns, and it gave us sympathy for Roman Reigns because it actually turned us around and be like, "Hey, man, I, I don't really want Roman to win. I don't think he's going to win, but let him survive, right? At yeah. least give I, him some sympathy." Yeah, I would actually, if they go back that route, I think I would actually enjoy it more because I'm getting tired of this this other stuff where it's like. Oh, we're going to tease you like they stand a chance. Like, no, just have Brock just come out and crush him. I would enjoy that a heck of a lot more. So I think the fans would, too. Yeah. Let me ask you this, too. Go for it. Why is Braun Strowman facing Baron Corbin? Why is the biggest guy physically in the WWE feuding (laughs) with Baron Corbin? Okay. I really need an explanation. I need to understand why the biggest guy physically in the WWE who was super hot, had all of the fanfare behind him, is not the number one guy right now. I need to know this. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, politics is my opinion. He pissed off the wrong person at the wrong time. And that's why uh, he got squashed in Saudi Arabia or whatever the hell they went. Uh, he also got injured at the same time, so it, it, that it's all politics, man. That that this right here looks like punishment. This right here it doesn't make any sense. Baron Corbin is not the general manager anymore. He wears a shirt and pants. He is not a professional wrestler right now. He has absolutely no place on that show after he got fired from his position and beat the crap out of several times. There's no reason for this match. It's it's none, man. It's done, and I'm, I, I, listen. I just—it's like—it's like—it's like a waste. Baron, I mean, uh, Braun Strowman was li- like he was bigger than Reigns. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, he like, was. People were behind this guy, and it, it's just like, and and, and it's like you said, Scotty politics because I mean, this is a Vince kind of guy. Yes. I mean, the rivalry that could have been set up between Strowman and Lesnar could have been epic. I'm talking epic. It could have been Hogan. Andre the Giant epic, yep. okay? Really? But what did they do? Wasted it. They wasted it. They let Lesnar crush him. How many times has he beat him now? Uh, like two or three times? At least two or three, yeah. Right. I'm saying about three. Yeah. I mean, just... All all the momentum in the world and then just F5, over. You know what I mean? I remember watching the first time, I think it was a Raw, the first time Strowman got in Lesnar's face 
but they didn't go there yet. No, it was just it, they, they were just it. teasing it, and it's like you could feel it. Like I had the goosebumps. You know, it was just exciting. Just the thought of what this rivalry could be, mm-hmm. and just it's a damn shame. I just can't believe it. And they, I don't think they can bring Strowman back up. I mean, they, they can always try, but I mean, I'm not going to believe it. It's it, like the, right. the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Every time you put it in front of me, it's like, oh, I'm going to get excited. Oh, I'm going to get excited. Yeah. But ain't nothing going to happen. Right. It's it's too it's too late. It's too late. They've already made them look bad. I mean, you can try and play it off like, oh, the Saudi Arabia thing, you know, was just for them. And, you know, but everybody saw it. Right. <laughs> we all saw it. So, you know, it... Man, whenever I think about that, it's just, it's just a waste. It's just a waste, man. I, I tell you what, when we go to WrestleMania and we're going to be there and we're going to record the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast sometime during WrestleMania, uh, we are going to see history in the making. Uh, we are going to see a long card, so get ready for a long day. Um, we are going to see Braun Strowman uh, probably in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Which is, you know, he might, maybe they'll even let him win it. Um, Baron Corbin won it, and now you see what he's doing. He's curtain jerking with Braun Strowman. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. Um, but we're, it's, it's going to be fun. There are so many, and this whole thing wrapped around Becky Lynch is going to be exciting to watch no matter what happens with, you know, Charlotte or anything like that. So we're going to be seeing history. And I'm excited because it's WrestleMania. It's the vibe, it's the feel. But. If we get some good moments up until then, that's going to be good. You're speaking of WrestleMania, man. I know we're closing out of here, but really? we got to talk about it before we close out of here. Undertaker, not going to be at WrestleMania. What's up? Is that real? So far, the report says that there's no report of Undertaker being at WrestleMania this year. Right. There, that he's actually, he recently just took his first, I don't think it's a wrestling booking, but he just recently took his first company Booking or something outside of WWE. He did. And, um, yeah, man, so it's not looking like... uh, And they said he removed all WWE stuff from his social media. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's strong. That means the last hurrah for him would have been the Saudi Arabia thing. That that can't be the last hurrah. That can't be it. That sucks, man. That can't be it. (coughs) The aura around him in WrestleMania... Um, it can't be the last match against him and John Cena and that bullcrap two-and-a-half-minute minute. That can't be it. There's got to be another reason for him to... I hope it is, but you know what? If he's not going to be there, I'll miss it, but he deserves to go into the Hall of Fame. I think I think he needs to get put down by the Demon. I would love that. Demon versus the Dead Man. Demon versus the Dead Man. The Demon puts the Dead Man down. Boom. We're out of here. And that gives Finn Balor a push and something interesting to do, and it also gives The Undertaker uh, a way to put somebody over and also to see The Undertaker on the biggest show of the world. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Very all right. And then you got a story. Maybe after the demon fought the dead man, for some reason he can't go back to Finn Balor, and then he fights his way back to being Finn Balor. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just making up stuff. Who cares? Book it. I'm ready. Yes, so Undertaker, maybe, maybe not. WrestleMania, John Cena, maybe, maybe not. WrestleMania. Right now, WrestleMania's biggest star is Becky Lynch. Um, and Brock Lesnar. Uh, and Brock Lesnar. Oh, Ronda Rousey. Well, yeah. I mean, biggest established WWE star. Yeah. Ronda Rousey's probably the biggest name around the world kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about, like, no Roman Reigns. 
Right. For yeah. the first time in years. Yeah. No John Cena was legitimately established. So we talked about this earlier in the podcast, and thank you for sticking with us, by the way, listeners. You know, we're just kind of going off on tangents here. But there's no big draw. That's why, as we were wrapping this back around to talk about them fueling this Becky Lynch storyline on every Raw, every SmackDown, making everybody interested in it. And that's smart because Ronda Rousey being that big name is going to be the most talked about all around, all social media outlets, everything like that. So why not build that to be the biggest thing? Why not? Yeah. WrestleMania is uh, just about sold out. There's single tickets left. Oh, hold on, buddy. We got to talk about this. I'm oh, sorry. Let's do it. I forgot. you just Triple H, Batista, WrestleMania. What do you think? I. They're uh, looking at that. Yeah, they're looking at that. Um I'm okay with it because the way that those two could build up promos and uh, build towards the match, I think that's going to be great. I think the match itself would suck. Uh, (laughs) Ten years ago, that match was awesome. Triple H is on borrowed time as a professional wrestler, and Batista... Did not impress me when he came back before. Oh, I am man. shooting right now from the hip. Yeah. Uh, I would love the buildup. When that match actually happens at WrestleMania, I'm going to love the entrances because they're going to go all out on exactly. the entrances. Yes. And when the bell rings, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> and I got about six to eight minutes yes. to hey, go to the bathroom. And Batista better not bring back them blue trunks, man. Oh, man. No blue no Batista. Can't have Come it. On. Hey, everybody knows I'm a huge Batista fan, but I feel like you, you know, he was just, he was unimpressive. Um, but I don't know if Triple H is healed yet because, you know, he, he tore his pet right. at uh, Saudi Arabia. Right. So I don't know if he's going to be well enough uh, for that match. But I guess we'll see. Uh, Triple H always tries to you know make a WrestleMania appearance, and one of the one of the coolest things about WrestleMania is is his entrance. Yes, um, and I am okay with the build up because the promos to build up to this would be fa- like when they had the Four Horsemen reunion, or I'm sorry, Evolution, or whatever it was, the reunion. I loved it. I loved that reunion, and uh, you know when those two started jawing at each other, I'm like, yeah, I'm alright with this. I started thinking all the way through it. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a great build up. This match is gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so. but listen, if they get Batista back in the WWE pretty soon to at least get some warm-up matches going, yeah, you know, we might see something a little better. Do you think? But there they can't would wait until the last minute, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Do you think there would be a warm-up match for Batista, or do you think that uh, they would just have him on TV, build it up, and then just have the match at WrestleMania? Listen, I feel like from the last time Batista was in there, they're going to realize that he needs a warm-up match. He's no Undertaker. Listen, Undertaker can get back in there once every year, and don't get me wrong, he's not putting on stellar matches, but he can handle himself a bit. Same thing with Triple H. Triple H can get in there once a year and kind of do his thing. That ain't Batista, right? <laughs> he's got to he's got to take a few bumps along along this road to WrestleMania before, you know, at least I say at least two matches, man. I would hope so. Yeah, because if you just do try to do the one and done, I mean, I see it. I see it going both ways. But I would, you know, if he gets, a, or maybe just have him, maybe not even on TV. Maybe just kind of show up at house shows and, and have some warm-up matches. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could. You could. Um, and then just they say, hey, Batista's, you know, working out the ring rust. He's going to show up at WrestleMania. He's going to be there. Uh, it's going it, to – it's not going to be good. I, I'm excited about the idea because it is a big marquee match. You know what I mean? Triple H versus Batista. That's a huge marquee match. And those are two big names. The match going to suck, though. Yeah. 
I mean, unless they book it like Brock Lesnar Goldberg, where it's quick, fast, four or five minutes. Yeah, or you know, the RKO both of them. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> why not? Right? Why not? Just don't don't even let the match end. Just yeah. let them two go at each other, and it's out of nowhere RKO, and then duck the line RKO, boom, and then Randy Orton just walk out of it. He don't even have a match right. at WrestleMania. He just RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a gimmick I want to see all the way through WrestleMania. You never know where Randy Orton's going to strike. I love it. He's going to strike in the back on the set when you're talking yeah. on the interview. He's going to strike on the um, the, the kickoff panel. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and, and here's the other thing, because we've been talking a while. Shawn Michaels said he was done. Yeah. But. <coughs> but. A WrestleMania match against uh, one of these NXT people or a WrestleMania match against Daniel Bryan. You never know. Um, not for the title, but you know what I mean? I think he's done. I I, I kind of hope he is. I think he's done. I think that in the same way that WWE likes to treat this Saudi Arabia thing, like it's not canon to their storyline, even right. though we all saw it, right. I think Shawn Michaels treated it as that. He got pitched a probably pretty big, hefty fee sure. for performing, and I think he got pitched this opportunity to perform in front of this crowd that doesn't regularly get to see programming. Right. And you know, it's against it's four legends that's kind of just being brought out there to do this almost like almost like a private event. I feel like that's the way he rationalized it in his mind. But it wasn't a return to the ring for him. I hope not. You know, and so I, I doubt he's gonna come back for any type of storyline match at WrestleMania. Cause if that was the case he would come back against AJ Styles who's challenged him before, you know. That's um, right. I don't think he's gonna do it. You know. It's going to be an interesting road to WrestleMania. Speaking of which, uh, the next time you're going to hear us on the podcast, uh, I believe what we just planned a little earlier, we're going to do Fastlane Live. Uh, we're going to um, actually be watching parts of Fastlane, maybe not the whole thing, because that'll be a four-hour podcast. Um, and then we'll be watching parts of it and reviewing it and talking about it. And then we're going to be talking about the road to WrestleMania. So that's good. We'll also probably throw in Elimination Chamber results while we're talking about that, too. And talk about a bunch of other stuff. So, Fastlane Live. How about it, Big Ugly? I'm excited, man. The last time we did the live was the Royal Rumble, and it turned out great, man. So, I'm excited to talk Fastlane. It was good. Well, uh, go see Fighting With Your Family. The Page movie, they are getting a lot of, and they're getting a lot of steam behind oh, that. Yeah, a lot of good reviews. I'm going to go check that movie out. Please sure. do. Or, yeah. Did you see it? Not yet. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to check it out. It actually uh, came out in selected theaters on Valentine's Day, and then it comes out in all theaters uh, on February 22nd. Yeah. So, I really want to see it. Yeah, I do. I didn't realize that The Rock had told Paige about doing this from the moment she debuted That's on, cool. the, on the main roster. So they, this has been in the works for a long time. It has been. And, uh, you know, for all my Game of Thrones fans out there, Xerxes Lannister is playing uh, Paige's mother. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lena Headey. So. How about it? Yeah. Gonna be good, man. That's gonna be a movie review coming up, too. So, Big Ugly, uh, how long are we going? Two hours? Oh, man, just about. That's crazy because we didn't really we even did have a plan for intend, this. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think Desert yeah. Storm took up about uh, you know twenty minutes of our yeah. time. Deacon Storm, damn it! You see, yeah. I did it again. Yeah. So when Brian listens to this, he's gonna punch me in the face yeah. after he hears it. Um, so hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you uh, coming out to the mansion, of and uh, you know we'll we'll do this again on Fast Lane Live, and we'll be on the road to WrestleMania, literally, and we're gonna be expanding this Facebook. Yes, man, we're gonna be expanding, getting more listeners, bringing you bigger podcasts. And hopefully merchandise. You know, merchandise as we're wearing the uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast shirts that uh, CM Funk... 
provided to us. But hey, thanks a lot, man. And we're going to get out of here. Enjoy this road to WrestleMania, like you said, that we're literally going to be on. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Turn that off.